Welcome back to Talk in Texas Forever, a Friday Night Lights podcast. I'm Michelle. And I'm Liz. And we're discussing season four, episode three, In the Skin of a Lion, written by Patrick Massett and directed by Patrick Norris. Yeah, Patrick Norris. Yeah, he sounds familiar, right? Mm. Mm. Original air date, November 11th, 2009. So in this episode, Coach Taylor and the team struggle to come up with funds for new uniforms, and Coach makes a commitment that may get him in trouble with Tammy. Riggins bonds with Becky, his new landlady's daughter. Matt's artist mentor influences both Matt and Julie. Landry's interest in Jess increases, and he discovers that she knows football when she tutors him on kicking. So cute, right? Very, very cute. Very cute. Jess Merriweather. I love that we get to see her with her brothers, and we get to see more of her next week in her family business. Good. I love Jess. Are Are you still missing Tyra? Or are you okay? Are you warming up to the idea of Jess and Landry? I'll always miss Tyra, but I feel like Jess and Becky are a good combination of Tyra. So Yeah, right? It's I'm not missing that aspect of having a strong, independent, but also vulnerable woman. Um, but yeah, we'll see with the Tyra stuff. How I feel down the line. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm, I'm fine with it. Like, they, this was a very cute little scene today. Yeah. Okay, because I know you've been wondering. You just want to hear about Lila and Tyra, and you want some closure. So Yeah, I mean, the, the longer I go without it, the longer I can go without it. So it's fine. Okay, good. I'm glad to yeah. hear it. All right. So let's start with the Lions. They need money, as we know, because all of the uniforms have been burnt. So Coach holds a, quote-unquote, fun football fundraiser, which means they push a car through the streets. We have Stan yelling, we are the Lions, feed us, roar, (laughs) which list does a better roar. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, Coach is giving Tim money to hand to the people so the people can give the team money. How funny was this? That was so funny. That was really good. I was like, very smart coach that cracked me up i did not see that coming (laughs) tim just being like i need more money some people are keeping it he's like well don't give them all to the same people it was so funny then we see coach explain to prince principal levi how he burned the uniforms and can we please have some funding for new uniforms and levi's like yeah no i'm not writing any checks soon because I don't even know if we're still going to have a football team since you guys are barely existing and you didn't finish a game. Mm -hmm. Valid. Very valid. Valid. So then we have Doug, who works for Under Armour, which I don't... Do you know this actor, Sam Yeager? He looked familiar. I'm sure I've seen him in something, but I couldn't put my finger on it. Yeah, he was from Parenthood. And as soon as I saw him, I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, you know when you rack your brain and you go through every show you've watched and you're like... Which show? Which show? I can't put it together. It finally came through Parenthood. But anyway, Mm -hmm. so he comes to give Eric the good news about the uniforms. However, they cost $5,000 and he'll help him out, but he does need $3,000 now. So Coach ends up writing him a personal check, which later on Tammy questions where this check went. And Coach lies and says it was for the cleaners and it was only for $45. Yeah. Yeah. Luckily, he quickly tells the truth, but 
I was like, oh, that is not the same amount of money. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And so then we have a scene where Coach goes to ask Buddy for help at a bar. And Buddy's like, yeah, no, as much as I would love to help you, I actually, I can't help you. I am kind of in deep shit with the Panther boosters. And I'm the one who told you about the mailbox. And Coach is like, yeah, no shit. And he's like, yeah, but we have to unlearn that information. Mm-hmm. I have no money to give you. Okay. Yeah. So then Coach ends up going to 12 local businesses trying to raise money on his own. This only leads to him coming home drunk. He comes clean to Tammy. They argue about it. And this was all before the game, um, big Friday night's game. But they end up making up, as our tailors do. And Eric apologizes. And Tammy says, listen, never do that again. What do you think of all of this? The Him writing the personal check? Them getting into it. I felt like he he took one for the team, you know? He's like, I, I, he felt like he needed to do this. It was also his fault that they don't have uniforms. He did burn them. <laughs> um, right. But yeah, I felt, I felt that. I, he, I just assumed that he honestly would pay for them, not realizing how much money it was going to cost him. And then... Him, of course, lying about it. Like, she was going to find out. Luckily, it wasn't that long of a lie. But, you know, once she did find out, she was like, you can't just keep going and throwing $3,000 out the window. Like, we don't have $3,000 in our checking account. We don't have it. So where is this money going to come from? Right. Especially. I know. Money issues. I know. It's so stressful. And especially, it's like, well, this money's not coming out anytime soon. So it's okay. And it's like, well... No, you still wrote a check for a large amount of money. How does he know it's not coming out anytime soon? Right? It's a check. If the person has a check, they're going to go to the bank. (laughs) Especially if it's a personal check. I feel like you would cash that more to make sure you're good for it. Right. Yeah, I thought that was a little strange too. But they work it out as they do. I'm glad this fight didn't last too long. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. I was not about having that in this episode we got to move on we have so much other stuff happening so much other stuff there's tension within the team itself vince and some of the others aren't happy that luke is here and joining the team and he feels that luke is gonna receive preferential treatment because he's white and this is what calvin you know calvin tells him on the court when they're playing basketball like white men are gonna stick with white men this is how this is gonna be done Coach goes hard on Vince because he believes in him, but he also goes hard on Luke and puts him on defense. We also see that Coach is just switching up everybody's positions. Yeah, in a way. I wouldn't necessarily think call that like him going hard on Luke. I think he was just like trying to figure out all of his possibilities because he is forming this team from nothing and he doesn't know. He's like, hey, Landry. Try punting the ball. Like he doesn't know what everyone is capable of. And maybe with a little bit of practice, they all could potentially play a completely different position that they thought they were going to be. And uh yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to discussing the Luke stuff because I wanted to get your take on that whole situation. Well, I mean, let's get into it because Luke attempts to clear the air with coach, feels that he needs to. He doesn't want anything weird between them. He doesn't want what happened to Dylan with his wife to get into anything that affects him playing. He's just here to play football. And coach is like, well, 
no, actually, this has nothing to do with my wife. You knew what you did. You knew you lied about your address. You made mistakes and you're going to pay for it, Mm -hmm. essentially, is what he tells him. I felt like Coach is going hard on Luke. Like, I I agree with what you're saying if he's trying to build a team, but he's also not giving Luke special treatment. No, he's not, and that's why... I feel like Luke being like, oh, he's so tough on me. He hates me. It's like, no, he's treating you just as though you were everyone else. Right. And so as much as I think Luke has good intentions, he is kind of, I mean, he's definitely in his mind, very privileged. Like he was on a team where they played, paid very special attention to him. And now he's just one of the others that has to also show that he can stand up to the pressure. So I was like, Luke, no, don't just keep, just keep your mouth shut. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Yeah. Just just, like, you just gotta just give him just one little shot. He'll, he'll figure it out for you. Yeah. Just trust the process. And that's what Tim tells him because now Tim is working with him and him notices him and keeps telling him like, good job. And we have some interesting scenes between Tim and, and Luke and you you see Luke questioning Tim on, you know, this team sucks. Like, what was it like to go to state? And what was it like to be a Panther? And you know, Tim is sitting there and he's just thinking like, I don't care about the ring. It's almost like, look how much this got me. Right. Like you know? he's the example of what this team got anyone. Right. You know, Tim is that shining example. I got the scholarship. I went to college for a few days. Look at me now. I'm assistant coaching for the Panther or for the Lions. And it didn't really get me this like dream thing that everyone thinks is going to happen when they graduate. Right. <laughs> like while you are on the team, that is your only ride. Like that is it. And then once you're graduated, then, oh, well, got to figure out something because you're not Panther anymore. Yes, maybe in your heart and you'll have your ring, but you're not a Panther. You don't play for them anymore. So you don't really get the same respect as if a kid was still playing on the team. And Luke is like, well, like you're like basically like my idol. And Tim's like, but am I though? Like, and Tim's realizing, oh shit, I really had it good. Mm -hmm. And now I'm done. Mm -hmm. And uh, what's left for me? I have no money. (laughs) I'm living in a trailer. I have to drive this little 16 year old girl to school every day. She thinks I'm this like goddess. I'm not, <laughs> even though in our eyes, he always I mean, he's be. a God. Yes. He is. But, but yeah, ab- it's, it's a rude awakening for everyone. It really is. And this leads to Tim approaching coach and be like, listen, like I've been working with Luke. He's doing a really good job. I think you should take a closer look at him. And coach is like, great. I'm so glad you're working with him. That's excellent. But I'm also not going to like compliment everything he does. Like right. he shows up on the field. Awesome. But I loved that. Me too. I love that whole thing. I was like, give it to him, coach. Like, this is the real, the realistic part of it is that Luke should not be getting preferential treatment. Right. And I also think, too, like, coaches worried about the financial situation, worried if the uniforms are going to come, worried if his job is still intact because Levi's like, hey, you guys so don't much. even like finish a game. There's no football team. So much pressure. And also try and like. He can't even focus on any of the kids, truly. He can't. And like you said, he is trying to figure out his his team, his men, and see what position they all could actually really play and benefit. So there's a lot going on. But this leads to Coach going to visit Luke at where he lives. And we get a 
an idea of a little bit more of Luke's background, as you said in our group chat tonight, as we were watching that they're real cowboys. They're true cowboys. True, like hay and all <laughs> with a cowboy cowboy hat. Cowboy hat, cattle, hay, they are the cowboys. Yeah. Hay and all. Oh my God, that's so funny. <laughs> but I feel like we haven't really seen like true hay on this show yet. <laughs> You know, nobody lives on a farm. They all have like pretty residential houses. You're right. We have not seen true hay. I love it. <laughs> true. Quote, true hay. <laughs> oh my God, that's so funny. Uh, but yes. And so Luke explains to Coach, like, I just want to play. I also want to get out of this town. This is my only shot. So I am going to work my hardest. And Coach is like, I will promise you. I will get you your shot. I will get you out of here, but I need you to lead. Yeah. Which, and jeez, well, does he? Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, meanwhile, like you said earlier, Lance, he's put on special teams. He's working on hunting. Oh, Lance. Lance is like, I'm more of a hands guy, but okay, I'll work on kicking. Then we have this really cute scene where Landry is practicing punting and Jess comes with her brothers I guess she was going to play with her brothers in the field and she essentially coaches Landry on how to punt and does a really good job yeah but that whole scene was so cute and then she tells him that her dad used to be a football player and that he almost went pro but he doesn't want to talk about it he doesn't like football anymore yeah so that's quite interesting huh we met him last week yes Virgil his name is Virgil Virgil Mm -hmm. yeah Okay, so we get to Friday night, and the team, they arrive. They don't know how they're going to play without uniforms. But they walk in to the field house. All new uniforms are hanging for the boys. This was so emotional. They got so excited. because they were very excited. It's like that saying of dress for the job you want. When you feel good, you can play good, essentially. As Coach says, that even though these are new, these are work clothes. I loved it. Yeah. Yeah. It was sweet. It was sweet. And they were very they were all very, very happy. All of them. And you could tell they're they just felt like, okay, we're getting there. We're getting to be a team. It feels real. It feels real. Yeah. We get to the game and the Lions are struggling. We don't even have a score on the board. Luke is playing an amazing game. He is leading. Vince is not doing so well. It gets really intense with uh Vince getting in coach's face. And they're screaming at each other. And Coach grabs him and says, do you know why I pick on you? Because you're good. And I believe in you. And he also, like, gets in his ear. And he's like, don't you ever talk to me like that again. He, like, grits his teeth. It was very, it was almost, like, intimate. It It was just like, we're having our own moment right here. And I don't care if anyone else is around. Mm -hmm. Because you need to hear what I have to say and it was very intense it was I really enjoyed it though as much as it was like painful to watch I was like wow that's really special though yeah that's that a they good have way to that. look at it because then Vince like was like all right yes coach like he got himself out of it he got over it yeah I am um, you know it's not it's not gonna be a Rome wasn't built in a day. So with him, it's going to be a very long process of trying to, you know, figure it out. Yeah. Uh, 
even though the Lions don't win, they do get a touchdown. They do get on the board mm-hmm. and they finish a game. So this is a win. All in all, it's a win. Becky's got a little crush, as we know. We see her throughout this episode. She makes Tim breakfast. She keeps asking for rides to school. She even asks his opinion on pageant dresses. And Tim very quickly shoots this down. He asks, he asks her if she has a boyfriend. And he's like, and she's like, why? Are you interested? And he was he just <laughs> gives her this look like, no. She's like, no. But uh, nope. <laughs> but I've been working with this kid named Luke Cafferty, and he has a crush on you. So, what do you think about was that? Was that true? Not really. No. When you think no. about the no. scene they had on the field, right? And she like calls out Tim's name, and Luke's like, "Who's that?" You know, and that had, was it. That was he it. Didn't even know who she was. I think Tim just is just was, playing matchmaker. Yeah, he's like, I need to get her off of my back for now. Because she's going to get herself involved in a situation where it's not going to end well for her, you know, crushing on him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> she's doing a really good job, though. I'm like, you go, girl. Like, she's like, she's like coy, but also like, oh, Tim Riggins, you want to date me? But you're nobody, Tim Riggins. And <laughs> she's just funny. She's like, which one should I wear? But also like, get up. Like, drive me a school. I don't know. She's just... She's like all over the place and I think it's really funny. So it would be funny if she's like when all said and done and she actually doesn't have a crush on him. She's just kind of like just wants to mess with him. But I can see obviously it's there. I'm glad you appreciate her approach. Yeah, like it's a it's a bold she's got bold moves. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's funny. I get a kick out of it. Yeah, as long as he keeps it in check which i think he does he i mean i know it happens but i mean he (laughs) he keeps shooting it down he knows it's not appropriate i'm not going there also like i live in the house where i screwed your mom you know it's just it's messy yeah it's awkward it is awkward very messy yeah we had this side storyline of tammy and julie talking about faith And in the beginning of the episode, they go to church and Tammy's like, they're so mean to me ever since the whole Luke Cafferty Panther situation. And Julie points out why she doesn't understand why they keep going. What's the point? I'm not going to keep doing this when I'm older. Tammy continues to question Julie about what she believes in, what she pray in certain instances. And ultimately, Tammy just wants her to believe in something, have faith in something, something to hold her, ground her. And it also just makes her feel close to her daughter. Yeah. I really enjoyed this whole storyline. You did? Actually. Really? I thought it was kind of I random. I thought it was definitely random, but I also feel like it was important to show in this town where faith is like a very big part of their living. Mm-hmm. Um, for there to be like a kid that actually doesn't feel like she belongs in a religious space like yes I know I'm built this way and I was bred this way but like when I leave here I'm not really gonna practice it though and like I feel like that's very like I definitely sympathize with that because you know growing up in a household where we weren't super religious but I never felt tied to a religion and then watching it play out for someone who's even more invested in the religion by, yeah, and she does go to church every Sunday. Like her family, they're a part of the church and mostly everyone at school is. I was like, wow, this is like, I'm pretty surprised that the show went there, but I'm also like happily 
surprised that we did bring this in to show because if anyone was going to rebel, if you will, it would have been Julie because she already has rebelled in her ways. I mean, they're not scandalous by any means, but you know, Tammy's always afraid that Julie's going to flip the other way. Okay. She's gonna, this is the day she's going to turn bad. If she doesn't do this, she's going to turn bad. And it's like, she can have a very, uh, a rounded approach on life and not be bad yeah. or not. And just, just different than her parents. Yeah. And that's okay. I mean, as coach says, she's a good kid. I doubt she's going to hell. Right. She's not going she's to hell. She's going to be fine. She's going to figure it out. And, you know, maybe she won't practice it, but it will always still be a part of her. And it'll be something that is important to her family. So she'll do it for her family or with her family when the time is, you know, the option is given. I'm glad you so liked it. was it. interesting. I'm, I was like, I'm glad you liked oh, well, this is an interesting storyline. Yeah, to tie that in. Yeah. Yeah. Matt. So Matt's working with Richard Sherman. <laughs> Matt. And Matt is tasked to drive Sherman 200 miles, so 400 miles round trip to get some scrap metal for him to work on his piece of crap. Quote unquote. Right. And Matt's like, um, are you going to pay me for the gas? Because I don't do anything for free. Like the, this is a free internship, but like <laughs> I'm driving you around. I have not your chauffeur. conflicting thoughts about this, about, yes, it's an unpaid internship. Yes, you're getting advice from an artist, but also, I don't know, like not paying for gas. It's disrespectful. Uh, I don't know. I like ever since the storyline started the way he talks to him. And again, we've spoken about the treatment of like a superior and a student or whatever. I, I don't know. I just don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. Um, I almost wish that we're not doing this, I but know. I get why we're doing I this. I know. Right. <laughs> and so they get out to the yard, they're picking up scrap metal Matt is even trying to ask him, like, okay, why do you look for certain pieces? Like, do you feel inspired by some? And he's like, why do you ask so many freaking questions? Drop it. Then he's, they go to a bar and they're playing shuffleboard. And Matt's like, can we go? I have people to take care of. And then Richard decides to open up. And they make a breakthrough. And he states, which I kind of agree with this line, the most important tool an artist can have is selfishness. And so mm-hmm. pretty much if you want to get to your dark space and you want to create the art, you have to drop everything that's stopping you. Right. Whoa, that's and powerful. It is. And it's very clear and a testament to his life yes, is he is. has nobody. Nobody likes him. Nobody see, hang, well, that we know. Nobody wants to hang out with him. He doesn't seem to have any friends or family that care about him. He's a drunk. He sits by himself all the time. He's lonely. So he's preaching that on Matt for Matt to be that way, which we know in our hearts, Matt would never be like this person. He's not selfish. He's not selfish. He's not capable of being this selfish. So he could do this in his own way. And I think they'll learn from each other, but I'm just like, kind of like, do we really need to get there from this? Like, Oh, it's not that exciting to watch. It's probably my least favorite storyline of like the show so far. Ooh. Like nothing else has been this like I have just just not excited about it. I'm just like okay. not looking forward every time that Matt is with him I'm like, "Uh, I don't know." I think he's just a rude man. 
That I mean, he one hundred percent. So why is, would I like it? I it's, guess it's just part of Matt's storyline, and we need it for Matt to get to where he's going. Yeah, you know, it's not like Richard's storyline. Right. It's just part of Matt's journey. Right. So it's like it's probably my least favorite part of Matt's journey. I get it. I get yeah. it. This weird pit stop that we're currently at. Yeah. Uh, Matt has to drop something off the next day. Julie's in the car with him. They're on their way to date night. And so then Julie gets out of the car and Richard meets Julie and he's like, oh, you must be the old ball and chain. You must be what's holding Matt back. And so when Matt and Julie discuss this at dinner, she brings this up and he's like, you're the most important part of my life. Like, I love you. Eat your bean curd. It's all good. Right. Like, he's just miserable and has pushed everyone away because he is selfish right that he like wanted to sabotage matt's selfishness for like that one moment that he saw julie he's like oh yeah i'm just gonna like say a dig while i can and just was so unnecessary like keep your comments to yourself but i guess we wouldn't have like you know that scene for matt to be like no you are important to me you're like the most important thing yeah yeah, and then so. we end with, well, we end with Matt's storyline. He goes back at night, go back to Richard's, and of course he's passed out, and we see what he has made. This angel, this scrap metal angel is floating above Matt's head in the garage, and Matt's like, this is a beautiful piece of crap. Yeah. It's kind of like enlightening, you know? Yes, which is so funny to me because in... Um, Midnight Mass, which is one of the more recent shows, mm -hmm. the theme is very much about the church and angels and things. And like seeing that above Matt, I was like, oh, it's like a little bit of foreshadowing Ooh. of where he goes in his career. So I thought that was like interesting. I was like, oh, this is kind of creepy Ooh, a little I bit. I love that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's really cool. I've never watched that show. You said it was good though, right? I, I mean, I, everything Mike Flanagan does, I have loved. So you can't go by me. Um, I think you would like it. It's, uh, it's creepy, but not like s outright scary. Yeah. So. Yeah. And like Zach Gilford is amazing. So, I mean, they're all amazing. His whole cast, like the ones that he rotates all the time are so great. And then when I saw that Zach was going to be on it, I was like, wait a minute, this is weird because I haven't seen him in anything but One Tree. Uh, wow. About Friday Night Lights. Why did I just go One Tree Hill? I haven't seen him in anything but Friday Night Lights. What else has he done? Mike Flanagan. He did um, He did The Haunting of Hill House, which is like my absolute yes, favorite. Yes, yes, he yes, did yes. The Midnight Club, which I actually haven't watched yet. He did um, Doctor Strange. He's done like a bunch. Oh, okay, He's recreated okay. a lot of, of Stephen King stuff, which Randy's a huge fan. So that's why I kind of like I'm in the know about it now. Um, but yeah, he's just he's a very... He's an artist, literally an artist. Yeah. When you on screen, so very cool. Yeah, I was just like, oh, Matt's in this, and then I ended up. I was like, oh, it's so funny because he was on. I didn't know him from anything but Friday Night Lights, and now I feel like I've seen him, in, and he's in Good Girls. So someone had sent me a clip, yeah, of him, and I was like, oh yeah, like not even the same person. It's so weird. No, no, Does, but awesome. doesn't really talk with marbles in his mouth. No, he doesn't. <laughs> he doesn't. It's really, he really embodied this like awkward Southern teenager. Yeah. Uh, last but not least, Buddy. So Buddy had a moment this episode. He popped. He popped off. He popped. It starts off, he walks into a booster meeting 
and Joe and his minions are talking and mocking Coach about forfeiting last week's game. Then they question Buddy on the mailbox, and Buddy quickly reminds them that he was a Panther before everyone, so watch it. He was. The he, original. He was original. The OG. <laughs> then we get to the booster party, and Buddy overhears that McCoy is gunning out to get Tammy, that bitch, out. Which Buddy was like, are you kidding me? He pops. He says, I'm not a Panther anymore. I'm the one who put the mailbox up. That's my mailbox. I'll do what I want. Clear eyes. Full hearts. Can't lose. I'm out. Mic drop. Yeah. And I guess it seems as though all the Panthers talk about are Coach and his failures. Like They have nothing else to talk about. They're so boring that they just have to shit on other people and make fun of them behind their backs. And so Buddy's just like, I'm so over this negativity. Like, this is not who the Panthers were when I first signed up. And they weren't for a long time. And tw- he says 12 years ago is when mm-hmm. he put that mailbox up. Yes, yeah, so that was before Coach. That's, was that's before Buddy's coach. So, mailbox. Yeah, he put it there so that the boosters, so that the Panthers would always have the best players. Correct. And now he's regretting it. Not regretting it, but now he's being like, you know what? I, that was my past and my future is not here anymore because you guys are just evil people. Just not nice people. You don't deserve anything. You're just not not nice. Not nice. You suck. Yeah. Ugh. And for Buddy to say that, who like really is so selfish about anything that comes to do with the Panthers, I was uh, I was happy to see. Same. Oh, my gosh. When I first watched this episode, I clapped. And then when I watched it last week to prepare for this episode, like every you're just like, yes, buddy, thank you. We've been yeah, but I almost feel this. like it's not going to matter, though. It matters. Trust me. Okay, Trust good. Me. Okay, matters. good. So hopefully some other boosters, I will save my predictions. But when he was done, I was just like, well, Joe's still shit and still going to have control. So we'll see what happens from there. It matters, Liz. Just trust Ugh, me. Joe. Yeah. All right. So we're going to take a short break and we come back. We have Jillian joining us, one of our Total Betty patrons. So excited. We hope you're enjoying this week's episode of Talking Texas Forever, and we appreciate you listening each and every week. All of our shows are funded by our Bettys who pledge to our Patreon, and it means the world to us. We have tiers starting at a dollar and offer some pretty cool perks like guest hosting on the podcast, listening to episodes a day early, and invitation to the best group chat ever via Discord. To learn more about our network and everything we offer, check out patreon.com slash Network. We are back. We're joined by with Jillian Jalance, our Total Betty patron. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Uh, so exciting because you haven't been on since early season two yeah it was back then and season two is a little rough and you guys asked my favorite season and i realized at a certain point oh right most of my favorite storylines are in season four qed season four is my favorite so exciting so i'm so glad you get to come on and hopefully you'll you'll uh participate and you can hopefully get on for maybe another episode in season four and of course season five but tell us, what do you love about season four? I know we're so early in, so without tra- spoiling. Yeah, I mean, 
I love that uh, Matt gets such meaty storylines and really gets to show the full depth of his character and emotions. And, you know, I've been very open that I do think that Zach Guilford should gotten an Emmy for his performance. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that, like, one storyline that had been really, like, interesting to me in my youth, I won't specify, but it's very politically relevant today. And so I'm really excited to see that from the lens of 2023. Um, Shell is nodding. I think you know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I really like that the stakes feel very high for coach because I feel like in the past he knew he had a great team and it was only about state and now it's about building from the ground and I feel like this is the true hero's journey for him mm-hmm. so very well said also I just I love the new characters I can think of no other show where all the new characters bring me joy but like Obviously not the McCoys, but they're not even new at this point. But like right. Jess and Vince and Tinker and Becky, I love them. Mm-hmm. And they fit so in so nicely. Like it just feels natural. I know. Luke. Mm-hmm. Luke. I love Luke. Mm-hmm. Luke. <laughs> Luke Rafferty. Yeah. Ugh, what a doll. I know. So to talk about Matt's storyline a little bit. What do you think about him working with Richard Sherman? Because we were talking about this in the first half, obviously, as we were recapping it. Liz feels that this is the least interesting part. And I said, this is just one stop on Matt's journey. I think that it's laying more groundwork, especially like with the benefit of hindsight. I hadn't like seen this episode in a long time. I was just like, this makes his future actions Mm -hmm. make more sense. Yeah. So they're setting up a lot of stuff. And like, I think his conversation with Julie is very important. You can like feel that there is some me to it then, but then it is going to be a bigger thing. It's not even a spoiler to say. So. Oh, yeah. You can see it coming. There's a reason why we're Mm. doing this. Yeah. Yeah. Also in the chat, you said you wanted to talk about or you had thoughts, words about Coach and Vince getting in each other's faces at the game. Um, I actually wanted to talk about that during my shittiest. Well, then we'll save it. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Or we could just leave in that we're whispering. Uh, Yeah, whatever. Okay. So we have, we have some questions and, and, uh, hot takes from our listeners, but would you like to ask questions first or you want to answer questions first? (laughs) I, I do have a few questions that go for it. Yeah. Um, well, this is more for Liz. How do you feel about Buddy at this point in the show, especially compared to your theory, like at the beginning, that you would hate him forever? <laughs> I tolerate Buddy now. Um, I very much liked his whole speech in this episode. I can appreciate that he is growing. I hope that he continues to grow. And not go backwards because we've seen him grow a little bit and then go downwards again. So I am neutral, if not on teetering on the liking of Buddy. Um, I don't think I'll ever hate him again or 
I just think he's Buddy, and I understand why people are now like, oh, like I like Buddy's character. He's Buddy. Like, and it's like, yeah, he's Buddy. I'm like, but he sucks. But you know, I might, I, mean, I might be like in real words. life, but. What about him in real life? <laughs> like, I would hate him as a person oh, yeah. in real life, right? But, yeah. I mean, when he stood up for Tammy, I just... Yes. Chef's kiss. Agreed. Yeah, yes. so definitely saw a lot of growth. Would want to see some more growth. I, I'm, uh, I'm enamored with him almost like I am with, like, Stan, in a way. Like, they... <laughs> Uh, like yes. I like they're like goofy, but Stan is just at this point very much more lovable. But maybe at like season five, I'll be like, oh, buddy, he's lovable. I haven't gotten there yet. This was more just a thought that came to my mind. Do you think Coach was ever in the military? <laughs> Ooh, or had a I militant dad? Maybe. Oh yeah. yes, because he did allude to having like an abusive father. Yeah. Yeah. in the past so maybe it was like his father yeah yeah he's scary yeah, that's a good point he is scary when he gets like that and we've seen it more mm-hmm. recent like he does not manage stress well no he doesn't no area of growth for coach <laughs> needs to learn to manage his stress yeah I know he would never go to therapy but like <laughs> would that be a bad thing no of know, course right? of course not all these characters need yeah, therapy, yeah. like very much so, coach included. But yeah, but yeah, coach would definitely not go. No, he definitely would He'd not. Like, go. I don't need therapy. Mm-mm. Yeah, he yeah. um he's scary. In a in a very, I'm like wow. I never realized how scary he could get. But it's also like, does that is that just how he's trying to? teach them I, I don't know what's right <laughs> i mean i like look back on that episode in season two when um you know matt's like everybody leaves me thing the way he just threw matt yeah. into the bathtub was like i think you guys said it at the time too could have broken his head yeah, open. it was very oh, violent yeah. yeah i don't like that i was just unnecessarily aggressive mm-hmm. And I feel that he owed Matt an apology, which of course would never happen, but still. Yeah. Yeah. I liking yeah. this. I'm not liking the pattern, but I like that you're putting together this pattern that I've always, like, I feel deep, deep down have noticed, but never truly like let it come to the surface, if you will, because he is such a likable character, but there are parts where I'm just like, mm, coach is not it. Sometimes he needs. He's too aggressive. Yeah. It's the aggressive. He's a little too aggressive with children. So yeah, yeah, I totally. I see it. Mm-hmm. Have you ever had a teacher or coach, professor that gets in your face and screams at you? A boss once. You had a boss <laughs> once. <laughs> yeah, How it was a rough time. It? Um. I, I quit. <laughs> yeah, I think I would quit too if someone yelled in my face like that. I would cry. I'm, I know I would yeah, cry. Yeah, no, I definitely would cry. Oh, yeah. But it's like then yeah. those kids come back. You know, like, he screamed in Vince's face and he's like, yes, coach. I'm like, wait. <laughs> well, which one is it? I'm like, confused about how I feel about it's like it. A, <laughs> it's like establishing respect. Also saying like, I'm doing this because I know you're so good. 
Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Might even just be like there in Texas and I was like in Minnesota, very different mm-hmm. vibes. And I'm also like a woman. Yeah. Yep. I'm not, you know, it's like a lot more obvious when men are like being abusive to women than yep. to other men. Yes. Agreed. Absolutely. Yeah. I've also never been on a team sport. So I really don't even know the culture. I think Girl me. Scouts. <laughs> yeah, I mean, not I Girl Scouts. Girls Inc. Girls Inc. Yeah, it's not not the vibe no. that anyone no. yells at you. Because it's not no. that serious. Like they take this so seriously. Right. It's not as that serious. Like this is yeah. like, no, this is all that matters. This is your future. When Michelle and I were discussing, it's really not because look at Tim Riggins. That was his whole entire high school career. And now look at him. Matt too, you know, it's just, um, they put just so much pressure on these kids because they feel as though this is like the most important thing that's ever lived. Yeah. When we look at our Panthers, right? Like who went off to play football for college smash smash. That was it. And Jason is an agent. We hope we hope. Right. Yeah. Jillian, any other questions, thoughts? Uh, I think we covered, oh, the advertisement for Under Armour. Was it more or less subtle than every time One Tree Hill put out an ad for, what was it, Sunkissed, Secret Deodorant? Uh, I think definitely less in my opinion. Yeah, this was less random. Those were so, I don't want like a Sunkiss, I'm thirsty. But those are like so randomly placed where this like makes more sense because it's Under Armour. Yeah. (laughs) You know? Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was more more subtle than One Tree Hill, too. I was just like... But then when I noticed it, it was just... Oh, that's why they keep saying the words mm-hmm. Under Armour again and again yeah. throughout the episode. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Vic sent over some rapid fire for you, if you're ready. Oh, I'm so ready. Okay. Tim or Jason? It Like, as a boyfriend or as a... There was no specific romance. I think it's just like gut feeling. I mean, t- Tim Riggins is just so hot. <laughs> like yes. Jason Street is just so charming, good dude, whatever. But I mean, he says Texas forever with the sad eyes, and you're like, well, hello. You're like Becky. <laughs> like you're just drooling over your mom's sloppy seconds mm-hmm. like oh gosh i know tim is oh i just love him okay uh tim or ryan from the oc ryan lila or tyra tyra cohen's or taylor's cohen's who's your crush i mean now that michael b jordan is in the picture it's just like <laughs> the arms come out and you're oh, like oh man oh he really Michael. does look like a baby here though it's so I crazy i know but he he's does so cute. He's, so cute. Cute. he's so cute i don't think like as a character he's my crush even though i do love his character and his character growth yeah. but i mean oh my goodness you're just like involuntary moan reaction when he walks on screen <laughs> so it's like might as well uh, who would you want to be your friend? Um, you know, Julie gets a lot of flack. I actually do like Julie. And I do feel like 
you know, as besides season two, she really does show herself as like a good friend and a good person. And like yeah. in this episode when she was saying, yeah, I go to church because it's our family thing. Like I like doing this thing as a family. I thought that was like very big for a teenager questioning their faith. Yeah, I know. I like Julie. I think she has a really good representation of a teenager. I agree. Yeah. I don't dislike I, her. I, I, would, I just wouldn't put her like higher up over other people. Yeah, that's but okay. But she definitely has grown on me as a character. <laughs> definitely. Yeah, Tyra, but like the problem with Tyra for me is she's such a people user. Yeah, mm. I know. Like I feel like she is well-intentioned, but she just easily manipulates people. And it's a little tiring. Yeah. Tyra-ing. Got it. <laughs> Tyring. That was good. So we heard your thoughts on Vince, but what are your thoughts on Luke? Oh my goodness. So steamy. Uh, not actually steamy. But I mean, I remember still like the first time I saw the show and seeing him apologize to Mrs. Taylor for lying to her, which he did not need to do. Like she knew he felt bad. She had watched him crying on a football field, which like real men aren't supposed to do. Mm. And that he was like willing to be vulnerable and just be like, this is, this is all that I have. And like, I thought he was very mature talking to coach this episode, like the way he handled himself being like, you're not using me. Like I want to, I need this. I genuinely need this. And I will do anything for you to get this. And I just, he gives me like Matt Saracen 2.0 vibes. Yes. Yes. Yeah. With more football related aspirations. Yes. I agree. Well put. Uh, F, Mary, and Kill, Tim, Jason, Matt. Well, <laughs> I mean, fuck Tim. Let's be realistic here. Uh, Mary, Matt, and sadly, Kill, Jason. I'll have to. Agree I don't want to do it. Can. Can I just like send him to a tropical island? We'll send him to the island. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we'll send I him to the island with every other That's because what I would do too. I feel like not that Jason Street doesn't love. He loves for sure. He but loves. But like when Matt loves, yeah. he really. Yeah. That person or like people are like on top. And that's what you want in a partner. Not that Jason didn't do that. It's just for me, I felt you guys know how I felt about him and whatever her name was. Like that was so quick. Erin. So quick for me that he was like desperate to love her. But I definitely. He did cheat on Lila. He did cheat on Lila. And I know that she cheated first, but Mm -hmm. like someone cheating first is not. Doesn't mean you you like choose to get back together with them. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yes. I agree. You're right. So we'll knock. Well, that's a notch off his husband point, and guess we'll have to kill him. <laughs> uh, F. Mary, kill Luke, Vince, and Landry. Oof. <sighs> I mean, <laughs> that's a really tough one. That is. Oh, oh man. man. Oh. You know, I feel like I'm gonna choose at this point in the series. Yeah. Luke for marriage because I feel like it just says so much that he does the apologizing and does like make these efforts to communicate well. 
um obviously i will fuck vince please and um i'm sorry landry he's going to the island yeah we're just gonna send him to the island he's going to hang out with jason what do you think exactly what do you think i mean there was no question in my mind i was marrying landry but now Julian has swayed me a little bit. But I don't I know. I feel the same. Just for the fact that I only just met Luke, I will give it to Landry because I've loved Landry since the moment I laid eyes on him and have loved him pretty yeah. much the entirety of the season. And I really, truly felt like he's never done me wrong. So he's a faithful I be loyal person. With yes. Yes. It should be like, but he's a F great Mary- friend too. F yes, Mary exactly. friend. Yes. Who are you going to friend zone? I'm going to friend zone Luke right now. And obviously, fuck Vince. No, no, yeah. I mean, <laughs> oh my goodness. Obviously. We're all effing Vince. That's my my brother funny. told me that when he saw Black Panther for the first time, there was a woman in the theater who every time Michael B. Jordan came on screen, and especially when he was shirtless, she was just like, oh. <laughs> like loudly like just moan and i'm like relatable. i get it i get it mm. <laughs> everything is it's the face it's the body it's it's everything the it's, the, it's the charm everything. It's, it's the whole thing yeah he's super charming whole thing Oof. all right the smile okay everything sorry. back everything. on track <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh would you pass out money like the coach did these are vic's questions I don't I mean I thought it was funny. I don't know if I would do that though. Yeah, I mean I think that it's like it was very tone deaf to think that what will work in West Dillon is gonna work in East Dillon. Yeah. Um I think that like he probably should have saw it coming that people who are being given money and don't understand what's going on are going to take the money because they'd have never seen this nonsense before. Right. Um I mean, it's like a cute idea in theory, but like that obviously wasn't going to work. And I understand like trying to drum up support by like being like, yes, I'm doing it too. That only goes so far. I agree. Especially when this is not a community for what we could tell who had a lot of money to give out for a football program, you know? Yeah. Especially since they haven't had a football program in quite some time. Yeah. The only comparison I had was when I used to work at Cold Stone, we would put our own money in the tip jar so that it would look full so that other people would put money in the tip jar. And it always worked. Yeah. (laughs) But we'd have to remember how much of our own money we put in there. But that's like the only frame of reference I have for that. So I was like, yeah, this could work, I guess. But not here. Yeah. Uh, Would you ever change your plans for someone? Uh. In what sense? In the sense <laughs> of like, I'm I'm taking it as Matt not calling oh. because of Julie. Oh, okay. I was like, wait. That's how I'm okay. taking it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess I can see myself. I have changed plans for like family members before. So like him doing it for her grandma, for his grandma made sense. I guess like yeah. if you're... 18 making choices about your significant other and changing your plans around that isn't necessarily the wisest move um but also like if i had been thinking of doing that i know my own parents would have stepped in and been like 
no no and if you're going to do it then like do it to something really impressive at the same time but like no you're not not going to college for someone else um but i mean matt doesn't have that right he doesn't have like family members who've been to college let alone art school he doesn't have like you know stable marriages to look up to a lot so yeah Mm -hmm. what about you Liz? Yeah, I I think what Jillian said, if I was 18 and I was changing my mind, uh, yeah, I mean, hey, I was like early 20s thinking I was going to move to Florida for like my entire life. And my mom was like, I'm sorry, what? I know. (laughs) For a partner. So uh, Mm -hmm. thank God that didn't happen. Thank God. Thank God. I like Mm -hmm. all of like the, it must have worked in like the magical whatever was happening because well, it wasn't meant to be exactly so. it wasn't meant to be yeah. so that power was like nah never mind um but you know what in my early 20s i was like yeah no i'm totally gonna do that but my parents were like mm, i don't think so and just i think they hopefully they wished and hoped and prayed that it wouldn't work out and it didn't <laughs> so but like in my 30s yeah definitely you know if because i have a level mind and i've really thought of it thought of thought it through yeah i would do it yeah i think it's different with spouse like if aunt was like we gotta talk about things and move and for a job and that's a different story right yeah yes uh was buddy ready to explode already or did insulting tammy set him off (laughs) i mean i i think that buddy was more grateful for what the Taylors did for them when he was kicked out of his home. Ooh, yeah. Then he necessarily like let on because it was like a deep display of loyalty to coach to even take him to the mailbox and say, Luke Cafferty lives here. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you could already see that cracks were forming between Buddy and the other boosters. But I mean, I, I want to believe that Buddy doesn't like hearing women referred to as bitches. I doubt that that's the real case, but I'm going to tell myself that Let's he doesn't like it, it in general. Jane. Let's just believe it. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. He He's probably one of those guys who's like, I would never let them talk about my daughter that way. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So he, when he just like lost it, I was like, yeah, be loyal to Tammy. Show us that. Yeah. I agree. Liz, yeah. what do you think? Yeah. No, he definitely had those cracks, as as you said. And this was just like the last straw. He was done. I mean, it's not like he was being treated nicely anyway. No. Either. They were like so, thinking he was like the mole this whole time, which he, I mean, was, he was. Which he was. So. Right. But they didn't respect him anymore. No. Thank Have you, Vic. Have you ever seen the Boosters before as, like, a group before this season? I mean, we've like, s- in the table setting. Like, we've seen them, like, at Applebee's or whatever, like, three yeah. times now in, like, three episodes. Yeah. But not parties. Not really, like, the party no. setting. Was that Joe's house? I, like, I think so. It's a nice, yeah. nice house. I think so, yeah. Well, we know he has a nice house. Yeah. Yeah. Mike wants to know, would you rather watch a Dylan East or West team of your choice football game or a Harbor soccer game where Luke and Ryan are playing? Is he serious? <laughs> what kind of question is this? 
Obviously, I am going to the Harbor School (laughs) soccer game, and then I'm going to wave at Ryan and um, seduce him, and (laughs) that's going to be the end of that. Fanfic, I want it. (laughs) Write it. List. what are you doing? I'm going to stay and watch the football, I think. But yeah, that's only because I, like Ryan plays soccer one time in the whole series and we don't even see it, right? Barely. I mean, we see him bit. tackle Luke and Luke. it was awesome. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, I think I'll just, I'll watch a Lions game just because we're here. Yeah. Even though I s- wouldn't understand the game. But, <laughs> you know, I could watch them run around. So go Lions. Okay. Jillian, are you a Mules fan? Okay, I thought it was going to be an or. Um, yeah, I am. I mean, I think I, I mean, I had this realization as we were doing the chat that like, he's like the perfect first boyfriend who Dean Forrester on Gilmore Girls was supposed to be. Like, Ooh, that was how Amy Sherman Palladino described Dean. She was like, oh, he's that perfect first boyfriend who you always look back on as like, huh. And I feel like that's Matt in a nutshell. And Julie already had that experience of being like, oh, I looked around and I realized Matt's the best. And not just like, in a, am going to settle for Matt. Like, he's the best. And um, I mean, it's hard to like expand because I know where the yes. series goes. But I know. I know. Yeah. Uh, who's your favorite couple so far? Um, I mean, Coach and Tammy are kind of low-hanging fruit. Mm-hmm. But I, you know, I love Billy and Mindy. Mm-hmm. They seem so terrible at first. You're just like, oh, my God. And then you see that, like, they really do love and care about each other and are, like, doing the most to make it work. And I felt like Billy being like, Tim, you had this opportunity. You squandered it. You're not coming and ruining Mindy and my married life. I was like, Billy, yes. Yeah. Yes. I agree. Yeah. Yeah, I love Billy and Mindy. I think they were meant for each other. And especially as time goes on as well. Exactly. And then your favorite character. You had to pick one. Oh, my goodness. Um, The person whose storylines I'm generally most excited for are Matt. So I'm going to go with Matt. Good answer. Yeah. Who's yours? Mine. Mine? <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's like, you know, Tim Riggins, but then it's like Tammy. Yeah. It's hard to pick one, even though I made Jillian do it, but I'm the host, so I can do whatever I want. <laughs> All right. Maybe when we uh, reach the finale. Yeah. We can talk about uh, it. Will wants to know, at what point in the season will Luke and Vince work well together? So what do you think, Liz? And then when do you think the Lions will win their first game? I think I think it will be a combination of both. Like, okay. they will work together, therefore the Lions will finally win. And I will just... Pre- and I'm just going to throw it out there. Let's have this, like, completely like magical episode where it's the Panthers versus the Lions, Vince and uh, Luke come together. They form that force and they finally beat the fucking Panthers. And that's like, everyone is like, yes, but not really because everyone loves the Panthers, but they'll figure it. They'll fit. They'll find it. When do you think it's going to happen? 
Um, midway. Halfway. Halfway? <laughs> okay. Good predictions. Well, thank you, everyone, for your questions. Let's go into favorite quote. Um, I had, if you like to hurry it up, that would be just fine. And then also something about whatever it is on that, like that top lip, you need to shave it. And I couldn't get it. That what was it one was. <laughs> yeah. He's like, whatever's on your top lip, that needs to go. Take I thought care. that was so funny. One, watch your language. Two, next time, I want whatever that is on your upper lip shaved off. That's it. <laughs> that was so funny. I loved it. Yeah. What about you, Michelle? I had, I'm not a panther anymore. Oh. Buddy. Yeah. Did you have more, Jillian? Um, well, I had loved like the whole buddy speech, but I had narrowed it down to the like, Joe, I tried, but ever since you got here, you've been a cancer to me, you've been a cancer to my friends, and you've been a cancer to this team. Yes. And just one more thing I want to say, it's clear eyes, full hearts, can't lose. Can't lose. Mic drop, buddy. Mic drop. Mic yes. is dropped on the floor. Yes. Ooh. Yeah, that was great. It was so good. It was so good. Liz feels that even though Buddy did this, it doesn't matter. (laughs) Like she feels it's not going to mean anything going forward. Not that like like, it's wasted breath. No, not that it's like wasted breath. Like what he said was very important to say and like for someone to finally stick up to Joe and everyone else. But like temporarily, I don't see it anything happening just yet. Maybe in the long run, it will eventually Easy, like smooth itself out and people will come over or and people will realize how shitty Joe is and how the other Panther boosters are treating others. But like initially, like next week, I don't think anything's going to be necessarily resolved. Okay. It's just a little predict. All right, I like it. We'll see. MVP and shittiest. Jillian, who's your MVP? Buddy, for staying loyal to coach and giving those boosters the business like i loved when he like just immediately after hearing them call tammy a bitch like there was not even a second of hesitation before he was like i'm done i'm out and you know what he's right it is his damn mailbox like yes fuck yes take down the mailbox take down the patriarchy all mm-hmm. that yes yeah I also chose buddy for that reason list i I actually picked Coach. I really liked his approach, even though now the more we talk about it, I'm like, well, he was just really stressed, and that's how he handled coaching his kids, was like, I'm not going to give Luke preferential treatment. Vince, you're really good. You need to step up. And, like, paying out of his pocket for the jerseys. Like, all things you do as a coach uh, as he struggled you know, but I mean, I really, a blue ribbon definitely deserves to go to Buddy for me. She says it barely. It's barely making it out of your mouth. There's no smut. I guess the blue ribbon can go. No, to I am. Buddy. I'm, I'm very proud of that whole moment. It felt really good to watch. I was like, yes, Buddy, finally. Someone, I wish he would just like punch Joe in the face after that. That would have felt really, really good. Yeah, that would have been good. But I'll take it. I will take been arrested, it. So. That's getting true. in a bar fight. That's true. Caused some serious damage true. at the landing strip. Yeah. I do I do have a blue ribbon. Yes. For Tim. Yeah. Because he was really supportive of Luke and talked to coach for him. And I feel like he's handling Becky very gently and gracefully. And like 
you know, not being creepy to her, discouraging her. And like when he played Cupid for her and Luke, I thought that was so sweet. Mm, yeah. And, you know, it's nice of Tim to wingman. Yes, I think it so. is. He was my coach's corner, actually. Like that, oh. what you just said about Tim and him stepping up for Luke, seeing that Luke really needed it. I was like, you go, Tim. You go, Tim Riggs. You go. I like it. Shittiest. Jillian, I want to hear it. Coach. Yeah. I hate doing it. I, we I really hate doing coach. it. We had a lot of votes it's coach. like his intentions I know are good. I don't doubt his intentions, but the check was just terrible to watch. Like him lying to Tammy's face. And it's like Luke is the one apologizing to Tammy for, you know, after he'd been like manipulated by all these boosters and coaches just doing it too. And um, mm. also just the way that he like screams in the children's faces and barks orders and never says please, doesn't apologize, like orders Vince, who is already skeptical to sit down in the previous episode instead of saying please. It's like a drill sergeant. Mm. And, you know, yes, he can stand some sensitivity training. He's right. He should go to it. But... Yeah, I mean, I love him so much, but this episode was just hard to watch. With yeah, him. totally. Good points, absolutely. I mean, I chose Joe because he's a shithead, but Joe like, is low hanging fruit. I can't choose him. Yeah. I mean, that's fair. That's truly fair. Liz, who did you choose? I I put Richard question mark, and then I also put Warren. <laughs> Because I don't really Warren. even know who Warren is, but then Buddy got pissed at Warren. He, Warren was apparently the one who said the comment about Tammy. He's oh. like, oh, Warren, and like walked away. Um, oh. But I actually really like all of Jillian's reasons for Coach. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And like last week where I gave him my shittiest because I just felt a certain way. And then this week, all of a sudden, I'm giving him my MVP. I'm like, Alyssa, what are you doing? Where? where what's happening to you emotionally that you're so flip floppy with coach but it's okay uh, but I pit Richard because I'm like annoyed with him sick of his shit already yeah you you want us to move on from that I do I really do yeah coach's corner so Liz you gave yours Jillian what, big what did you pick I actually put down three so I'll let you choose yours Michelle so <laughs> okay I'll I do chose, whatever isn't taken okay I chose Jess helping Landry Cute. with his hunting I really, really enjoyed that scene. And I love her just telling him to like ease the stress, ease the stress. And he's like, what are you into Buddhism? And she goes, I no, love it. And she got me. like so close to his face. Yeah. It's cute. Very cute. <laughs> uh, so I also put down Tim and Jess. But I, to be fair to coach, the outcome was like those very beautiful New Jersey's. And it was very sweet to see them and for them to see like, Because, you know, the stuff you have can be so much of your worth, Mm -hmm. especially if you have really shitty stuff. Mm -hmm. And they had those awful stained, probably musty jerseys. And now they have something shiny and new and they can feel like coach doesn't just like he isn't just giving us lip service. He really does want to start over and make this team. Yes. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, he really he really does. Like he's. Even though this is his job, it's still extremely important for him to build this foundation of for course. a good team. 
Yeah. So it's a legacy. Like just like the Panthers were like the Panthers and you can coach and you're, it's, you know, truly accepted that you're the Dylan Panthers coach, but now it'll be like, no, you're the, the East Dylan Lions coach. And that's just mm-hmm. as cool. If not mm-hmm. cooler. <laughs> exactly. All right, let's go into booster of the week. Let's use our booster. <laughs> She's with us now. Booster of the week. You're a total booster. Jillian. I'm giving it to you, Jalance. Jalance. First of all, I loved all your perfect match comments. They were living. I was living for that this past weekend. But I just really, we love you so much. I'm so happy that you got to be a guest, one of our first patrons for, our first patron for season four, right? Yep. Yeah. So look at that. And we're so honored that you're here and that you stick with us and you support us. And we love when we get to hear from you. And you're just special. You're just a special girl. You are special, <laughs> Jalance. Right. This is like the nicest you. thing. <laughs> like, no, don't cry. Because <laughs> I will cry. So don't do that. Exactly. I feel like I have the the record also for like meeting you guys in person because I met you twice now. You twice. That's the most we've ever met a patron. Guys, guys just can't get enough of me. I know, Jess. Jess We've met Jess twice or three times. Maybe three times with Jess. Yeah, so sorry. You're close. You're close to Jess. Jess is awesome. So, like, who am I to, (laughs) to judge on that one? Yeah. But the most in one year, that's for sure. That's true. Or Jalance. 2022 was our year. That was, was it. Year. Sure was. I got all the Canadians to come visit me. You're welcome. <laughs> I am the queen of the Total Betty podcast network. I mean, so there you have it. Truly. Truly. <laughs> all right. An emoji for this episode. I struggled with this. I'm hoping you guys can help me. And for those who are listening, Every week we choose an emoji to pair with the episode so we know you're listening. You can send us the emoji. You could just drop it in a DM, Apple Podcast review. You could become our lion of the week. And that way we know you made it this far. What are you guys thinking? Do you guys have any ideas for an emoji? I think the car. The car. Yes. The red car. Yeah. I think that there is a red car emoji. There is. There absolutely is. I love that for the fun, fun, the fun fundraiser. Gotcha. I was like so lost. <laughs> I was like, what's in the car? Is it for Matt driving? <laughs> I mean, that too. He's poor Matt. Yeah. Poor Matt. Yes, poor Matt. Yeah. But I love that. Yes. Send us a red car emoji for the fundraiser. I love that. Thank you, Jillian. Yeah. See, this is why you're here. So, Phil, you're great. You're great. Okay. No, you should have had me on uh, Let's Talk OC, but. What do you Look mean? at that. What do you mean? You weren't on for Let's Talk OC ever? Never. What? I won OC trivia and I never made it on Let's Talk OC. You didn't have I a, brag about you didn't winning have a bonus a, episode? OC How did you? No. Because they were all raffles too. The hell? Yeah. Well, you know, I guess we're just <laughs> going to have to have a Let's Talk OC episode. Jillian, pitch me an idea and we'll talk about it. I'll talk OC with you. It's the 20th. I think, oh, I have an idea. We could talk Jews in the OC. Yes. Ooh. We love Jews. We Let's love the OC. That, we love actually. Jews in the OC. That would be a really fun bonus episode. 
We can send it to Hey Alma. I'm sure they'll love it. Oh my God. I love it. And plus, like, we got to do something. It's the 20th anniversary in August. Yeah, we should. So something needs. Okay. We're, 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 the, the wheels are turning. Yeah. I'm trying to get my other podcast co host to rewatch The OC with me and just make bonus content because I forever just want to podcast about The OC. And he said growing up, People would always wear pins that said, I love Seth, and his name is Seth. Yes. And he was like, I always thought I would make up, make jokes and be like, ha you love me. And they'd be like, no, we love Seth Cohen. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Anywho. Let's talk about next week. Liz, I'm going to give you the title so you can make some predictions. Okay. Season four, episode four, A Sort of Homecoming. Oh. And my quote for you is, pep rallies, they build excitement. Coach Taylor. Okay, so it's sort of a homecoming. So it's a pep rally for homecoming. Yeah. yeah. Um, I just picture like cheerleaders and people running into the, st- in the, into the bleachers and like the crowds, like rah, rah. And For the Lions, you picture that? Yeah, a little okay. bit, not like a ton like the Panthers. But I'm assuming for the Panthers, it would also be their homecoming slash pep rally, too. It's the same part of the year. Mm-hmm. Maybe they'll do one together. No, that would be kind of weird. No, I'm, I'm just shutting that down um, right now. <laughs> no. Maybe the boys. Really I remember yeah. the the one time we had this, but this was the Powerpuff thing. Oh, my gosh. Thing, right? Yeah. So I don't think we'll be doing something like that, but maybe something where like the kids at school can support the East Dillon Lions raffling something. Maybe, maybe they'll get them actual cheerleaders. Maybe we'll get like some spirit going or something like a kick line or a flag line or. Anything, a little booster in this. My mom was a, a booster, as she calls it, where they a were booster? just, they would sit in the stands and then they would just start cheering for people in the stands. I was like, so you were a cheerleader that sat down. And she was like, yeah, basically, that's what it was. And they she were called boosters. Boosters. So like maybe it. it'll be, uh, we'll get some more boosters coming over yeah. because of Buddy. Okay. That's good, all I got. Good predictions. Jillian, have you watched ahead? at all uh i know you've like, seen the show but have you watched next week's at all um i accidentally watched the first two minutes of it oh okay. earlier today <laughs> Thank you. Oh, it was this but i yes i mean i definitely remember the storylines from it i just haven't yeah watched it yet Especially, and this is no spoiler, but I'm going to say it to Jillian, especially the end of next week's episode. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's happening? Yeah. I hate yeah. being out of the loop. Don't worry. Be- there's there's a kind of a double entendre to homecoming. That's right. That's okay. right. Okay. Looking yeah. forward. Yeah. Mm. All right. Last but not least, we do have Will's Football Poetry Corner. Long drive. A long drive takes a lot of time off the game clock and tires the defense down enough that the offense can easily score a touchdown inside the 20-yard line. 
Matt takes a long drive with his eccentric artist, while Vince's and Luke's defenses run low when they get aggravated about how Coach uses them in practice. It took a long time and a lot of effort, but our Lions have new uniforms and have finally scored some points. Nice. Yay. Thank you, Will. Thanks, Will. Well, Julian, you're a pleasure as always. always. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Always. You brought such great points and questions and comments. And so just thanks for being you. Come back next week. We'll be discussing episode four. A sort of homecoming. Woohoo! Thank you so much for listening to Talking Texas Forever, a Friday Night Lights podcast. You can email us at talkingtexasforever at gmail.com. If you're interested in seeing what we do with this show and all of our others, head over to Instagram and search Total Betty Podcast Network. This has been a Total Betty Podcast, produced and edited by Michelle Rubenstein and Alyssa Tenio, music by Anthony Vacora.